podcast time. It's podcast time. Look at us, it's podcast time. I like to rhyme, it's podcast time. <laughs> and this is the kind of humour we get up to. Hello. Hello there. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Tom and Matt Attack. It's a podcast about video games, uh, broadcast from Denmark. In a little hut, yes, with your hosts. Uh, Thomas Parry. And Matthew Boyle. Hey, uh, we used to have like full names. Though. We did, yeah. We're all serious. Okay, it's all business. my middle name. Thomas Ross Parry. Yeah, go on, Matt. Stephen. Stephen. Stephen Ooh. Boyle. Right, yeah. all very formal today. Well, what's on the agenda? Ah, uh, well, we'll do our usual thing of, you know, we'll brought up a few discussion points to the table that we'll talk about throughout the show. We'll talk about what we're playing, what we've bought this week, some of us more than others, Thomas. Um, our Danish deal of the week, of course. Uh, we'll bring back the, everyone's favourite section that no one replied to, who's that Pokemon? And, yeah, uh, just chat about general gaming goodness, I guess. Ooh, where do we start? Oh, uh, yeah, um, I just want to kind of bring it up because I brought it up on our Twitter and on our Facebook. Oh, um, yes. Nintendo, not at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo have come out and said that essentially due to their Nintendo Directs, as we talked about last week, they don't really need to go to E3 anymore because it's expensive and, yeah, they can just do it themselves. Yeah, it's been going this way for a while. I think uh, even last year's E3 was in doubt, wasn't it, if it was going to happen? Yeah, but, you know, at least it still happened. And I know, arguably, one of the weaker E3 years. Oh, yeah, I mean, Microsoft's one was pooey. Yeah. I up? seem to remember that one being particularly bad. I remember a, a, lot, uh, a big emphasis on uh, the uh, music, Xbox music thing. And a lot of the... Uh, non-game features of the Xbox. Yeah, but it's been going that way for a while. And I mean, I read something online and someone's saying about that. And like, they know how to plug things. They know that like, you know, your USA Today and all this kind of thing, all these TV shows and magazines that are mom-centric will be watching these press conference things now and clapping along going, oh, that's educational and stuff. And then... The CDI was educational. Yeah, it was. So it was Mario's Time Machine on the Super Nintendo. Look how that did. Um, yeah, but who's really bothered about something like uh, Xbox Music? Is there anyone out there who actually uses that? Who pays a subscription to watch music videos? I don't think so. I mean, Or listen to albums well, you over know, their Xbox. They had the Zoom, didn't they? And I know, you know, some people bought the Zoom. Some people were just like, oh, screw Apple, I'll buy a Zoom. And yeah, didn't work out for them really, did it? Yeah. But, but back, the to the, back to the point, yeah. and Nintendo aren't going to be at E3, one of the biggest uh, production houses, games, companies, what was it? Well, yeah, publisher, I guess. Publisher. Publisher, creator. Developer. Of, yeah. Owner of a legend. platform. Yeah, legend. Legend. Yeah, um, it kind of makes me a bit sad, to be honest, because I kind of always remember it being that time of the year where you could buy games magazines back before the internet. And you just be like, oh my god, they announced that at E3, they announced this at E3. The internet ruined everything, hasn't it? It has, I think so, yeah. Because with Nintendo um, giving away so much in their uh, Nintendo Direct uh, videos nowadays, there really doesn't seem much need for E3. What can they announce? They've announced uh, a load of things, haven't they? Some games for the Wii U, maybe. Uh, Sure, sure, there could always be that. Um... But yeah, I guess it makes financial sense to not get involved with E3. I guess the question is, what happens to E3 now? 
Well, this is the thing. Oh, Microsoft, uh, the, I know they're announcing, uh, well, we've got a big announcement on the 21st of May, isn't it? Yeah, but the everyone seems Microsoft. to be doing it outside of E3 now. Mm. I mean, you know, Sony did their thing earlier in the year, and now Microsoft are doing theirs on May 21st, and there's going to be, yeah, Nintendo, well, they've said they're going to be there, but they're just going to have small things, and then they're, they're gonna, not gonna kind of going to press conference. Yeah, I'm not sure though because they said they're going to do like regional things, but I'm not sure if that's to the markets, i.e., the people mm. who are going there to buy games. Because let's not forget, it's not gamers at E3; it's press and like markets and stuff. Yeah, but like, oh, if know. Nintendo aren't there on the same level as Microsoft and Sony, does that do something for their public image? You know, is that a negative? Uh, on their image because they're big and if yeah. they appear to, to scale back then hopefully well I don't think Nintendo are in danger of anyone forgetting about them no no I think that's what they're relying on I think obviously more and more people are watching these Nintendo Direct videos and obviously they can cater them towards the European the US and yeah. Japan and Asia you don't think they feel like they can't compete with Microsoft and Sony I don't think so I think yeah like after last year I don't really know I mean not, no one's conference really did it for me last year. There's no real standout event that I can think of from last year's conference. I mean, PlayStation, did they reveal... No, they didn't, did they? They revealed the controller in the event this year, so they didn't even hint at that. I mean, you got a few things, like a Watch Dogs was revealed, and... They, they do tend to be a bit dull, though, anyway, don't they? Even though if they are initially exciting... They go on far too long, these things. Well, no, they do, yeah. I Especially mean, that blinking Sony one last time. When Sony, was it outside of E3, when they did their uh, PlayStation 4 speak. Yeah. Oh, that kept going on. Well, you know and me. On. I'm one of these people that will usually just and sit on. there and watch it. I watched it. the whole thing. I, I was ill, actually, at the time I yeah, watched that. I didn't. I just looked at a recap. I looked at the best bits, because I know they have a... Was it last year at E3 that they announced that they were doing a 3D TV add-on thing for the PlayStation 3 oh, that no, came out and me then, then no one cared about? Because I've seen it in a few places in Denmark. I've oh, seen you it can buy this TV. It's not the first time they did that. There's a no, TV with no. an inbuilt PS2 in as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. And you could even get one for the PS1 if I remember correct. Really? I remember actually playing in college. Uh, we had a PlayStation 2. One of the boys, Richard, had a PlayStation 2 with a TV on the back, the slimline mm. one. And we were playing Street Fighter. That was fun. Yeah, anyway, but Nintendo aren't there. They are there, but they're not They're not going to be a big press conference. There'll be no Who Won E3. But 2K Games have actually flat out said they're not even going to have a booth. They've said they don't mm. need it. They said it's an irrelevant conference. And I mean... E3's dying. E3's going to... Next year, no E3. I hope not, though. Because I think that's the way it's going to go. That's one of those things I've always wanted to go to. I know it sounds really selfish to me, but like, it's just sad that... that has always been like a, a milestone in game you know you like you look at these E3 conferences and you'd find out what was going to come and obviously in the age of the mm. internet that's really irrelevant now but like I hope it's not something to reflect <sighs> Nintendo's financial situation that they're pulling out of E3 I don't think so I mean they released their are they doing okay and they're doing okay and they were released earlier in the week they've not really sold that many Wii U's and there's reasons coming to light saying that most of the American audience thought that it was a peripheral for the Wii and essentially it just seems to boil down to the name and I don't get it because I mean you know Xbox 360, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation... well I guess it's because it's adding a number it's like making it seem more but you know adding super to 
Nintendo, you know. It's a Nintendo thing, yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it's always worked out. Nintendo 64. Yeah. That's a big number, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think Super, maybe... the, the, it does the U say bigger and better. No, it doesn't. It says the more of the same, but with an emphasis on your personal uh, experience. This is what they <gasps> yeah. drunk, had drum into was when they were announcing the name and the reasons well, why. Well, I can understand why, it. from like a branding point of view, they'd want to kind of try and build the Wii itself into a brand and, you know, kind of go, hey, remember that thing you bought? Well, I, I don't they get it. They did such a good like, job with the Wii, though, I guess. And the idea of using the Wii peripherals with the Wii U is a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that, it, you know, the Wii sold so many consoles to a casual market, but then kind of didn't really do much more than that, right? I mean... Well, it did a, it did a huge thing, though. Initially, you know, and I think it still sells reasonably well now. It, it brought gaming to a, a huge audience. Yeah, and I mean... you and know, nearly everybody I know has got a Wii. Yeah, but my point is, though, everyone you know may have a Wii, but does everyone you know use their Wii? And I, I think a lot of people I know use them at parties and, and such, and casually. And I, I know uh, I've got friends who aren't into games whatsoever, and they quite like playing uh, on the Wii. That's fair enough, then, yeah. because like, it's my experience. I know myself, I didn't really like the Wii that much, um, I'll be honest. You're a different kind of gamer than they Yeah, I, I like vegetating when I play my games, but... Well, it sounds horrible, eh? Yeah, you know. Vegetate. Couch potato, in there. Ugh. In there. Sorry. Um, I, I... I'm indifferent to it, really. I Some very good games for the console, like some of the ideas when it doesn't feel too gimmicky. I thought it was the best Nintendo console ever. I think it's got oh, the it's best a Sega fan talking. The, the, the best catalogue of games they've ever released. Controversial decision. Oh, wow. Super Nintendo. Gotta be. But There's again, a lot I'm to appreciate a, on the Wii. I'm an RPG fan, though. Role playing game. Sorry, Dano. And, like, I just. Yeah. Different topic, but. Yeah, I'm a bit sad. That's my closing statement on this E3 thing. I mean... Let us know what you think. Yeah, we did reach out to a few people on Twitter and Facebook. And a guy called... Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's R-K-U-Y-88. So, Ryuko, would you say that is? Because it's kind of Ryu with a K in it. Um, said, Nintendo itself is not the problem. They'll pull their usual guns eventually. He said, third-party support, however, has me worried about them pulling out of E3. And then I kind of posted it on our Facebook. That's a good point. Why do we mention that? Yeah, third party. <laughs> yeah, we should have. But I, I wanted him to have his, his moment in the sun. He was nice enough to tweet us. But yeah, it was like a few people I posted on our Facebook just said they're kind of relieved that Nintendo won't just put on a, a crazy show and dance and show no games. Oh, but like I'm going to miss like Wii music. When Shigzy pops on and yeah. does something fun. Yeah, but Reggie, you know, Reg oh, can Reggie's just do always... that on, on the Nintendo Direct now. He's got no need of a big stage. He's not going to samber on the... Oh, was that Mike? That was Microsoft, wasn't it? When they were all trying to pretend to have a party with Kinect. Oh, I know, the terrible bit when Usher came on last yeah. year that made me cringe. That was bit. the low, because he obviously didn't want to be there. It was a really bad performance. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, I pointed out to uh, Creative Nation on Twitter, as he is, but he was on our Facebook... I said, because he was embarrassed about Nintendo, and I said, well, do you think E3 is relevant now? And he said, not really. Nothing really stays a secret anymore. And the odd surprise last year, like Watch Dogs. However, 
we're now coming to the end of the longest console generation we've ever had, and hopefully E3 will be interesting again, which I liked. And then I, we both said, do Nintendo make anything relevant anymore? In a cutting comment of that. But, yeah. Oof! For the jugular there. I know, and he's a man with kids. <laughs> yeah. Not good. I think they're still relevant. Yeah, yeah, so do I. But So so much so, he's uh, a nicely taught we've been playing. Yeah, it does Shall indeed. We? Um, yeah, you can start. You've been playing a lot more Nintendo-related stuff than I have, I guess. Oh, no, one, actually, one, you have yeah. One. At least then. it's a first-party <laughs> title, though. Yoshi's Island on the DS. Now, we touched on this last week, and I think I called it Yoshi's Island 2. I think When we were trying yeah. to discuss the name of the new Yoshi's Island game yeah. and what it might be, Probably uh, just I said, Yoshi's oh, there's only been a Yoshi's Island 2 on the DS. And that led me to play Yoshi's Island DS. And what do you think? Oh, it's so good. It really builds upon the original game, which is one of my favourite games, I Agreed. think. Agreed. It's a weird one. Um, I, that game keeps me coming back. I remember when I was playing Triossi's Island. I'm not someone who gets drawn back into video games, you know, repeatedly. Some would say you're kind of a, a casual gamer to the extent that you'll pick up a game, you'll play it for 10 minutes, you'll put it down uh, and never touch it again. It's, 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 you know, an exaggeration there. Really? Uh, of, of how little I play. I, I probably play for an hour or two, maybe. Yeah, okay. A two's pushing it. But anyway, Yoshi's Island portable game for the DS. It's perfect to dip in and out of on bus journeys, and that's exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, I actually only do like a level. It's half a bus journey I spend playing it. Really? I don't want to push it too far. Ah, uh, that's you true. Know? It's a little bit over ten minutes, actually. Yeah. We're not touching an hour here. Yeah. Well, maybe we're touching 25 minutes. Okay. Well, for a whole level. Mm, yeah. Really? Well, maybe. Maybe Is less. Maybe, okay, maybe yeah, less. Maybe think, 10 minutes. I think less, yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, it's, a, it's a great game, and uh, some new mechanics have been brought in. Uh, different babies. Different babies. Yeah, different babies. I'm talking babies. about a game that's really old here, but if you haven't played it, it's Yeah, but I, I uh, well heard you shouting, you're just like, oh, I need to use Baby Donkey Kong. Oh, Baby Donkey me. Kong. He can swing on vines and punch stuff. So, does that... Shoulder bars. Do you actually oh. use the babies? Because, I mean... Um, it's been a long time since I played Yoshi's Island on the, the Super Nintendo. The babies have their own abilities. Yeah. Uh, Peach has an umbrella, so if you see a gust of wind, there's flowers that make gusts of wind. But you're still playing as Yoshi, and they're still on your back, and they still. Yeah, in... yeah, that's right. You don't. They don't get off Yoshi's back. Oh, okay. Because when yeah. they get off, that's when the. Uh, yeah, the things the, come the, and get the them. Nasty things. Can the creepy shy. Is, are they shy guys? No, no, no. No, they're like the um, that evil wizard, who's who's a baddie, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I forget his name. I forget his name too. He's wearing... If you know his name, let us know. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, postcard. there are different abilities. Uh, even Baby Mario's got uh, abilities where he uh, certain blocks appear uh, that only he can make appear to get to certain places. Oh, okay. He's probably... And of course he's got the super cape, yeah. hasn't he? So he can go on, up, run over and... So is it like stand on the ceiling and run around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so has it got kind of replay value to it then? Can you see yourself going back through levels and going, oh, I remember there was a block here or a vine here. I can get. There's certainly things there. you you can miss if you don't change. There's not so much of that though. Uh, it's or do a you have bit more the babies linear. with you all time? Or? No, uh, you have baby uh, changing points. Ah, okay. Not where you change their nappies. Yeah, yeah. Where you swap babies. That'd so be an interesting mini game. <laughs> the stork will come down with one of the babies and you can choose which one you want. Does the stork uh, look like Yoshi? No. Oh. It's alright, it's just a stork. Oh, okay. That's a bit disappointing. <laughs> There's a cool new uh, character. Um, as well, it's like a kangaroo that you can sit in its pouch. Yeah, I saw that. That looked really around. fun. Uh, that's quite nice. But the visual style remains the same. That's good. Uh, and 
there's so many unique and clever game ideas in there. I found it as enjoyable as the original, which is some testament yeah. to a game that wasn't even developed by Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to bring up that point. It was developed by a studio called Artoon, who maybe most notably made the Links of Time sweeper games for the original Xbox. Yeah, never actually played that. Was that only good? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as this, though. Was there a second one? To yes, there's two. Yeah, I thought so. I played the first. I, I have both of them, but I've only played the first one. Yeah. So you recommend it then? I recommend this wholeheartedly if you see it. I picked it up from, uh, in the UK, uh, from CX. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about £12, which I thought was pretty good because sometimes you can see that go for a little bit more on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Such. Is it in the same vein as Yoshi's Touch and Go? Or was no, Yoshi's Touch and Go no, a no, no, completely no, 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 different thing? Completely different. This is as close to Yoshi's uh, Island as you can get on the SNES, but with uh, great new mechanics and new ideas. Oh, that's great. Cool. Yeah. I recommend that. Uh, keeping on the line of platform games, Sonic and Knuckles, I was playing earlier today. Yeah. I had started this previously before uh, go, going off a different path and playing uh, Sonic 3 a little. Uh, but I came back to it and uh, just about completed it. I'm doing this stupid thing of... Uh, well, it's not stupid, it's very helpful. It's saving the game yeah. uh, quite regularly. Yeah, yeah. Some may say cheating. Uh, it's but debatable, it's, you it's know. Let, it's letting me see the entire game. Well, it's part of the game on, you know, I've done it myself with save states. I mean, have you tried beating Sigma at the end of Mega Man X? It's nigh on impossible so without that, save states. <laughs> I'm playing it on the Xbox 360, the downloadable version, and uh, really enjoying it. For the first time, I'm getting to see the rest of the game. On the Mega Drive, I can never get past a certain point. Yeah. I was a late Mega Drive owner, though. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles was a game I hadn't played till probably, properly, Sonic Meg Collection on the GameCube. Wow. Uh, so what did you own then? What was your first Master console? System. Master System. And, yeah. and you never... I had a Mega really... Drive. I had a CDI. Ah. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> CDI, then, then N64, then Dreamcast, and, and so on. Uh, but yeah, fantastic game. I think it's better than Sonic 3. I think there's some great ideas in there. It's so epic, especially the ending, where I'm up to the final boss fight now, and I go back to the, the, sa the saving uh, point um, that I mentioned. I saved it right before the final boss with no rings. Yeah. So I made it a little bit more difficult for myself. A little bit. Uh, and at one point I'm thinking, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this without having rings, but I can. Yeah. I had to look online, I'm a little bit sneaky again, but uh, I saw, saw a video and yeah, I can see what you need to do now. That's good. That's the, that's the second time I've resorted to going online. There was a bit where uh, I couldn't seem to get past the point and it was, uh, ooh, a lot of like, reef and it was this big cylinder that spun you around and you have to jump off the, the cylinder at a certain point to get some height and I could never get off it at the right height, get yeah. enough height on it, but I did this time. Yeah, I saw. Of, I didn't like that, I thought that was a bit of bad game design. Yeah. Other than that, though, this game is immense, and if for some reason you haven't played Sonic and Knuckles... No, I mean, I haven't really delved into the depths of Sonic as much as you have, but even I've played Sonic and Knuckles, they're probably my favourite one. Yeah, it, next to Sonic 2, I'm going to go out there and say it's the second best Sonic game. Yeah. Um, excitingly, a new game, relatively new, Black Knight Sword. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it was released uh, some while, some time ago now. Yeah. Uh, I recently picked it up when it was half price, and uh, I have to say I'm enjoying it very much. The atmosphere is very similar to one of my favourite games, 
Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the In fact, you could say it's uh, the spiritual 2D success of the Shadows of the Damned. I guess so. I mean, from what I've seen, it's very much like, uh, is it the fourth world in Shadows of the Damned, where everything's a bit paper cut out and everything looks... Those little side-scrolling shooter sections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of like, it's got that kind of same atmosphere. Um... Basically, the, the the gameplay is totally different. Shadows of the Damned. You've, you've got a, you've got a sword, and you jump. It's a platform action game with a sword and yeah. you slash things. It's quite bloody, quite weird. Um, you guys see a flipping hotspur. Yeah, uh, not I quite. Haven't, I haven't got explicit on this tag, yeah. so I can't say his name. You, you're a, um, a, a nondescript bloke who wakes up and gets inside some suit of armor. Okay. And then you go off on your merry journey. So you're a black knight with a sword, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay, that's great. <laughs> got it. That's the elevator pitch. You're a black knight with a sword. And that's great. Though. Cheers. Anyway, it's got a really uh, unique atmosphere. Um, apart from Charles of the Damned, of course. Uh, some really weird things happen. Uh, but at the, at the core of it, it's a very solid 2D half puzzle-esque. I guess it's got some kind of the elements but nice bloody action uh, warped sense of humour that's good so typical pseudo 51 yeah, influence yeah. on the game then oh, yeah that's good um, play it it's great and lastly uh, no second to last Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts uh, picked up this quite recently I maybe mentioned it on last week's podcast I think you did yeah played it online with a good friend Gareth Tatton and uh, found some really enjoyable multiplayer modes uh, the racing isn't so good, but the uh, sports modes are great fun, and I recommend any of you to check out the uh, the football game. Uh, for those who haven't played the game, it's a little different than the old Banjo Kazooie's. You create your own vehicles to yeah. do certain tasks, and um, in the multiplayer mode, you're given a vehicle for the task. And in this uh, instance, it was playing football, and so you have to like use the grabbers on the front of the. Um, the vehicle to grab hold of the ball and get it to your goal. Yeah. Uh, but wow, great fun, simple concept. Yeah. Really enjoyable. So if you were, if you've got banjo kazooie nuts and bolts and didn't realise it had an online mode. I didn't. I've got <laughs> it and I didn't realise it had multiplayer. Check it out and try some of the sports games, especially the football one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. And Peggle, Peggle, Peggle's great with jazz music. I'm just Ooh. gonna pop that in there. I'm gonna throw yeah, go on. I'm just gonna throw in an interesting intersection to the banjo kazooie. <laughs> Rare thing. Uh, apparently, Rare may be developing a launch title for the new Xbox. This is rumored, which would be very exciting if it's a traditional Rare thing and not an Avatar game. Yeah, yeah. Peggle um, with jazz music. Back to Peggle the, with jazz. The yeah. Point. I, I stumbled upon how effective it is to play um, Peggle with jazz music by, by, by putting on the Herbie Hancock's Headhunters album while, while playing one day. This says a lot about you as a person. I hope you realise. Yeah, and. It fits it so well, and we discussed maybe why this was earlier, didn't yeah. we? It's the haphazard nature of Peggle. You know, the kind of free-form ball bouncing that kind of emulates... What, you're drinking tea off your phone? <laughs> I am, yeah. Sorry, I splashed <laughs> tea on my phone screen and I had to clean it up. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Playing Peggle is a lot like listening to jazz. Yeah. And so I recommend if you've got any jazz... Uh, I mean, I've made Herbie Hancock and uh, Brand X, I was too earlier. Yeah. Unorthodox Behaviour, I think the album is. 
Yeah, yeah. Phil Collins on drums. Perfect. We can make it a regular feature. Recommending <laughs> music, music to play to games, games with. Yeah. Because on the Xbox, it's great. Because any game, you, if you got the CD ripped to your Xbox, then you could just listen to whatever. Yeah. PlayStation, it's a little bit more... No, you can't listen to music while playing this well, game. Well, you know, there's always the That's argument mean, that there's it? a composer who's spent time and effort to create the music for you to Sorry, the composer of Peggle, but jazz music <laughs> fits the game much better. I want to talk about Peggle, but I really don't want to say where I've played Peggle. Um, a certain world that may have something to do with crafting and war. Um, when you were on a long flight in that game, there was a Peggle and a Bejeweled add-on to that game. So really? when you were taking the 10 minutes to fly to wherever place... Why should it take 10 minutes? I don't know. Are you can, Why can't you just teleport Because there? you need a mage to do that, Tom, because oh. everything's interplayed. Yeah, yeah, I'm not discussing that game. Anyways, yeah, so Peggle. Peggle's um, a great game. It's good, yeah. I to be honest, they've got to the extent where I enjoyed playing Peggle more than the actual MMO. <laughs> so that says what my feelings about a certain world are. Yeah, um, well that brings us on nicely, I guess, to what I've been playing this week. Um I mentioned it last week that I bought it for quite a reasonable price in GameStop here in Denmark. Uh Cave Story three D. Um really like it. It's got a nice mix of old school aesthetics with an RPG element, which is great. Um and it's really hard, which I'm kind of feeling a bit sorry for myself playing it at times, to be honest with you. It's you kind spent of, a lot of time playing that game today. It's kicked my bum, to be you honest with you. spent a lot of time doing um, one thing over and over again, I think. Yeah, uh, there's a boss fight uh, called The Core, for those who've played it. It won't say anything to those who haven't. And yeah, died lots of times, because not only are you fighting the boss, which is difficult, because you've had to get through all the terrain and stuff before it with low health and then you fight a really hard boss that not only is really hard and tries to kill you um but they also throw in a new mechanic where it's just like hey if you don't actually peg this boss a few times in the select target we're gonna drown you so yeah i hate that added element of drownage yeah um in games you find that often you you might drown you're trying to do something but you also got the added pressure of yeah, but a it, rising water level. You Actually, saw... there's a bit in like that in Black Knight Sword. Really? But it's what it was all right. Yeah. Wasn't that bad? Yeah, but you pretty did, good. You didn't have to worry about you know <laughs> bullet hell style level of things flying towards you, as well as a large boss that takes up mm. a large portion of the screen, and then a counter above your head telling you how much was ticking down. So you like you're looking at loads of places at once, and you're just like ah. And the only way I can describe playing the game at this point, like the start, it was just like, oh, this is quite fun, exploring, do-do-do-do-do, um, is it's kind of like trench warfare. It's kind of like playing something like Super Castlevania Four, where you need to look at enemies and how they're attacking, and you need to kind of semi-memorise uh, the rhythm of their attacks so you like can a, get in. like a boss fight. Yeah, but like everything's a boss fight. Like. Yeah. It's got to that stage where the game's getting so hard and like I've heard that there's a an almost like a true ending to the game where there's another dungeon that's supposed to be solid but you can you can't take the machine gun I'm currently using which makes things a little bit easier and you can't take the booster which I you get a little booster so you jump and then you kind of like it's a jetpack almost it boosts you up a little bit more and like I'm looking at the level design and it just must be impossible not to take this booster and just to jump 
because I've just died so many times, even with a booster, that it might just be a bit of a chore. But yeah, I, honestly though, if you are a saddest gamer, much like myself, like Mega Man and this kind of thing, then check out Cave Story if you haven't already, and probably speak into the conversion. You mean sadist? Sadist, yes, I did. Saddest. <laughs> if yeah. you're a sad gamer, yeah. Like Matthew if you're a sad gamer like myself, um, yeah, it's straight. Honestly, I I really enjoy it, even though it's kicking my ass. It's mm. good. Uh, I liked it briefly. I downloaded it on the Wii back when it came out. Uh, yeah, the different visual styles in there in this game. There is. I, we maybe touched upon this last week, but uh, yeah, updated I, sprites. They've remixed the music. Uh, yeah, you think it looks nice. I think it looks nice. The classic mode's also included, but I've I like heard, it really. It is, yeah. Nice. But I've heard it's not as um, apparently on the Wii and DSi where you can buy a game called uh, Cave Story Gaiden, I think it is, right. which adds extra things and all this kind of stuff. So it's not the definitive version of it by any means, but the 3D sprites and the remix really nice. music are nice. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's worth a purchase if you can find it. Apparently it's quite pricey at the moment. Hopefully uh, NIS will reprint it, maybe. Uh, which leads me on to the next bit. Oh, actually, no, I'll talk about uh, Ridiculous Fishing first. Great app I've been playing for a couple of weeks. We didn't really mention any apps last time on Z Podcast. Uh, by Vlambeer, uh, who are, yeah, great developer. Uh, made Super Great Box, which I can't download on PSN because I really want to play it on my Vita. Uh, but, yeah, just a fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, it's essentially, the concept is, you have a fisher, you use the gyroscope, you're a fisherman in a boat, use the gyroscope on the iPhone to tilt the iPhone to make your trace go further down into the water. And then when you hit a fish, it reels it in and you've essentially got to hit all the fish you missed on the way down. It was mad. I like But then it. once you've got all the fish, you fling them into the air and you start shooting them. It's fantastic. It's the most fun game in the world. Even brought it out a few times in pubs and shown people and their minds have been blown. Really recommend it. Uh, yeah, Blambi are good. Yeah, um, that's it on that for the apps. Tried to launch a section last week uh, called Tweet My Next Adventure, which is me giving you guys a choice of telling me what to play. Uh, kind of failed. Didn't really work. No one really tweeted it. Kind of pushed the boat out before we really had that many followers. Thank you, Twitter followers, for following us as well. And, yeah, so I kind of threw out there that I was thinking about maybe buying Dishonored or Borderlands and that you people got back to me too. A lot of people said Borderlands, which I'm going to pick up for next week's podcast. And a lot of people said, oh, Dishonored, it's really good. So I've played it and as a few people have stated, we should probably do. I played it stealthily. I played it like it's supposed to be played, like Thief or something like that, where you you can't get caught and to make it extra hard for myself I'm also going for the achievement of not killing anyone so I'm being extra extra stealthy and yeah very very hard surprise surprise um it's kind of like a hybrid between how it plays for me between Bioshock and Elder Scrolls as you'd imagine because it's published by Bethesda though not developed by them Kind of feels like I should be playing it with a mouse and keyboard. Don't really know how I feel about that, but it's okay. You know, I... Yeah, I I don't know. I can't say yet if I recommend it. I'm too early on into the game. I'm only on the second mission, but... So you're making it hard for yourself by not... I am, yeah, everybody. this is the thing. So I'm... I want young Thomas here to play through it and just kill everyone and see if he has more fun than I do by being stealthy. 
Because by my nature, I'm generally not that stealthy. I would just rush in there. I'm the kind of silly so-and-so you'll find online with a chainsaw in Gears of War who will just run up and chainsaw you. Yes, I may be a noob, but you've got chainsawed. Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah, which leads me to my tweet the next adventure thing. Um, one person who was Flash Summers on Twitter uh, said I should play Assassin's Creed 3. How wrong you were. I've played the first hour of the game and it could get better, And but it was terribly, terribly boring. Try and make it cinematic. All <laughs> like I do is... I, I walk around... I, I love Assassin's Creed. It's one of my favourite franchises. 2 is one of my favourite games. And yeah, I just expected so much more. And I can see why they're rebooting it for Black Flag because this game, at least for the first hour, just didn't grab me. It's really boring. I walked around a ship. I got to fight someone after an hour. So yeah, that's my thoughts on Assassin's Creed 3. Can't really comment more because I haven't played further, but everyone's just kind of gone, yeah, it doesn't get much better. Please tell me if I'm wrong and I will go play it because I really like Assassin's Creed. And I will play it anyways because I want to keep up with the story of Desmond. But... Yeah, there we go. And that brings us nicely to a point of what I've played that we've both played, so we can discuss on. Um, the first one, I think... Should we talk about... Thomas was alone. Yeah, I think we should. I want to hear your thoughts, because I've kind of said to you how much I loved it, and then you still didn't play it until I forced you at gunpoint. And I want to see if you your ideas have changed. forced you at gunpoint. Uh, Thomas is a... Loan is a very clever game. Yeah, it is. It is uh, video gaming stripped down to its purest form. It's a very clever platform slash puzzle game. And it does something incredibly unique. It makes you feel for geometric shapes. It does. It makes you connect with you characters. Have, the characters work together to get past the obstacles. And it's, it's amazing considering that they're just shapes, coloured shapes with names. I've played the whole game. I know their names. It's Thomas, the little red rectangle. There's Chris, the little oh, orange Chris. square. Claire's... He can be a pain, can't he, Chris? Can. Getting Chris through these areas. Just the fact that they've managed to inject personality onto these shapes as well, just by their size and their ability. Oh, it's such so a good game. let's explain a little bit how, how it plays. Yeah, yeah. You, you have your, uh, your character, which you have to get to a, a goal point. Yes. Uh, through platforming, basically. Yeah, essentially. It's just platforming. And... They have uh, different abilities, I guess, really. Um, some can jump higher than others. Some can float on water. And then the gameplay mechanics change further throughout the game, so you so get different ones. It begins with Thomas being alone, and gradually he meets these other characters, which you have to work together with to get to the goal point by using their own unique abilities. Yeah. Yeah. But very clever game design. Very clever Ex- game design. Extremely clever. You're, you're constantly going, wow, wow, oh, that's great. Oh, fantastic. I will go so far as to say it is possibly the best game I've played this year. I I love it. I just it's need... An, such an amazing concept. I don't know why anyone hasn't thought of this before. No, I totally there's agree. Gotta be, there's got to be similar games out there, but I can't imagine anyone done with this. The style and the feeling, the, the, the emotion you get from... We'll point out there's a narrator that narrates uh, as you progress through the game, adding another layer to the whole, the characters. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of makes me think of Paul. It's just because it could be the guy who sounds a bit like Steve Merchant, but like... He sounds like Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace? 
Yeah, you know Danny Wallace. Oh, I don't know Danny Wallace. You, you know the, 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 the books. Uh, oh yeah, like Yes Man and stuff. Yes, man, yes. yes. it could actually be him. Probably it sounds is, like, and check. he's really um, if it is him. Yeah. Anyway, the narrator, it, it's really uh, oh, what would you call it? Exuberant in his uh, narration. He is, and that adds to the game a whole lot. And you'd think it would be like uh, you'd get irritated by it. You don't. You don't. No, I, I, I literally sat and played it through to the finish because I just thought it was brilliant. And the music is very nice and relaxing as well. It is so much so that it almost lulled me off to sleep because I started playing it after a busy day. And yeah, it's hey, just. If you didn't think this would get any better, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can play this game now for free. You can. And you can download it for you. You can get it for free, and that's the thing. That it's a cross buy. It's got your v- you can play it on your Vita and it your is. PS3. I played console. it on my Vita, Tom played it on the PS3. The controls are sublime, everything moves lovely. Yeah, and oh. I wholeheartedly recommend it on the Vita. I think it's that kind of game where it is a level based dynamic and it is a puzzle game so it's not too stressful to play on public transport a puzzle game with a heart it is a puzzle game with a heart and how simple a puzzle game you know it it's so it's good I really liked it I thought it was brilliant it was I should note released on Steam first and it had rave reviews when it was on the PC Um, but I, I will honestly say this this kind of this love for indie developers Sony seems to have at the moment I finished playing it and I thought I'm going to get a Playstation 4 I it honestly if they keep this kind of support it's, like they did with Juicebox with Guacamole and I mean Sound Shapes is another cool one as well that was uh, recently released which the demo was very enjoyable and it's a similar simple platform puzzly concept yeah I, it's great I honestly oh, yeah. Yeah. Get if you're not a PlayStation Plus member, just pay. I think it's like it was fifty nine krona, so it's probably about six pounds. Just just buy it. Honestly, you really, really can't recommend can't recommend it enough. Yeah, and we're not getting paid to plug it at all. Obviously, <laughs> listen to the audio quality. Um, and yeah, so that's brilliant. And then that brings us on to the next thing, and we'll segue us into what we've bought this week. I bought a Deadly Premonition Director's Cut for the PlayStation 3, which was released on Friday, but it's a bank holiday year in Denmark, so I couldn't get it till Saturday. I've played it on the Xbox before, got pretty far into it. I think I got to the fourth or fifth chapter, and then I gave up because I hated the controls with a passion, and it just started to irritate me that I couldn't get up and down stairs properly without running into walls. Uh, kind of felt like... Uh, kind of the best analogy for the controls for me is kind of going from playing Resident Evil 1 to playing Resident Evil 4. Hmm. And when they introduced the move dynamic, I guess it's a bit like going from Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube and PlayStation 2 to the game uh, the one on the Wii. Hmm. Uh, there's a move dynamic built into it, which Tom played. Yeah, that worked well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we did. We missed on calibrating the move because I haven't really used it before. But I know it was fine. I think it controlled right. It was a little bit sensitive when you, when you turn because you you weird thing of uh, let me just explain what it is first of all. It's a third person survival act- horror. It's kind of, uh, story based mishmash. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a hard game to define, uh, but it, it, it's a story you play through in a third person perspective for the most part, and you have an interesting bunch of characters. It, Plays, the narrative is very much like Twin Peaks. You play a detective who's been a murder, 
weird things go on, you shoot a few things, you talk to people. You Great do cast of characters, very quirky. It is, it's unlike any game story wise you'll ever play. I don't know if that's due to the budget. The writing's but really good. It is very good. Uh, but it takes a lot of cues from Twin Peaks, and I mean a lot of <laughs> yeah, well, like Agent Morgan is essentially uh, Cooper. Cooper, thank you. Yeah. I drew a blank then, but it's brilliant. Should really, yeah, it's go really, back to the controls. Yeah, really good story. Um, PlayStation Three version for me is the definitive version. Tom can't see the difference, and they're in all fairness, in, really in visuals, any. I couldn't really see. Yeah, maybe they've changed some of the textures around. I think so. I think the textures look a little bit nicer, but that doesn't and well it's like it's light there as well you can see things which is a problem i kind of have with the 360 version which some may say adds to the survival horror bit a bit but i i don't think it does i think it just made for poor gameplay mechanics for me it feels like with the controls and things it kind of feels like the xbox version is a late playstation 2 title and this then feels like a current gen title yeah it's the, the xbox version was clunky uh, I think the, the even the move controls help it feel a little bit more fluid. Honestly, with the controller, it, it feels nicer. Yeah, if, well, if you're using the move remote to aim, especially, oh, yeah. that's that's very nice. And that's why uh, aiming on the other one was a, a little bit like you would on the Xbox, you pull a stick and it would move too far, and so well, you find yourself. That's great, what it's uh, like. It's, it feels to me like playing like Resident Evil One or Two, where you could only aim up down or in front of you yeah and i know it's obviously it's got a bit more to that you can actually aim but like the amount of times i got killed by like a swarm of zombie creature shadow things was just enough to drive me bananas on the mm. xbox version but it it doesn't seem to be there breezed through the first two chapters on the playstation 3 just play- as i can you play this game not so much for the uh, the gameplay, but no, still... it's kind of a bit annoying because it's almost as if the gameplay kind of gets in the way. <laughs> but it is a lot nicer to play now on the PlayStation Three. It is. It is a weird one. It's kind of like a Shenmue effect. You know, you, you get so involved with the story and the characters that you don't care that you're doing forklift truck driving or quick time events. Yeah. <laughs> now, not that I've experienced any quick time events. In there are um, when you run into oh, the there rainbow are, killer. Yeah. yeah. There are every now and again. Yeah, there's um, actually a bit at the end of the first chapter when you're in the hospital. I think it's in the hospital. But What you want to do, though, is spend time in this world with these characters and, and, and see what happens next. You do. Um, and it helps that you can think the controls feel a bit smoother. Definitely. Go on YouTube if you have any thoughts about this game and just... Look, there's a cutscene in the canteen with uh, the old the old guy who owns the town, and he's essentially an old man in a wheelchair with a smiley face, and he's getting pushed around by his escort, and it's just surreal. It's brilliant. It, yeah. Yeah. I I recommend the PlayStation Three version. The Xbox version has a charm of the story and stuff. I just don't really like the controls that much, but yeah. it's good if you like survival horror and you like something a bit quirky, and especially if you like Twin Peaks. Yeah, even I'd if you're not into it. video games so much, I think you could probably get a little bit of enjoyment out of this. Oh, I think for the PlayStation 3 version, I think the Xbox version might infuriate you if you're not really that into video games, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Especially because the difficulty is unforgiving. If you're not into games much, watch someone play because you can still... Yeah, I think it's one of those it. great games that, you know, if there's someone watching it, because, I mean, me and Tom kind of just played through the to the end of the first chapter almost on... The PlayStation, I just gave them the controls. It's fun to watch. It's really, it's really a good game for that. It's kind of like Uncharted in that sense that there's 
yeah. enough going on with the narrative and on the screen that people can just kind of watch it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Unlike Dishonored, <laughs> which Tom... Oh, because you kept yeah. stopping and going back to your last save point. Yeah, well, time. I had to. I kept getting seen. I'm not yeah. very good at stealth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's what I've played this week anyway, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, good, good games, then. Yeah. I'll, I'll reel through what I've bought, just because my list is a bit shorter than you. Like I said, Deadly Premonition Director's Cut. Uh, you got that for a good price. I did. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. Did you say? Very good price in Denmark. Um, 269 kroner. Uh, so... Close talking to about thirty pound mark, which is probably what it is in the UK. Yeah, it, it is, but you know, I'm quite for surprised Denmark. for for what is essentially a bit of a cult release here that it's so reasonably priced, which is nice. Because uh, I was expecting to pay through the nose for it, but yeah, pick it up if you can. Uh, also bought you a lovely, lovely copy of Sega Rally for the Saturn, just because I joked that if I found a copy of Sega Rally, I'd buy it and then bought you it. This is down to the fact that uh, I recently purchased a Saturn, uh, second Saturn. Yeah, second Saturn. <laughs> a and pal Saturn, and uh, we were talking about games for it, and uh, Matt brought up Sega Rally. Yeah, and Tom is literally buying every Sega Saturn game of... Of, of worth, I guess. I, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I've already got a, a fair amount of Japanese Saturn games. I'm looking at some European uh, releases now. Yeah, I just can't wait for you to bring Waku Waku Seven over. I yeah. wanted to play that game for so long again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that. I got uh, Grandia Three, uh, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Two import, um, reasonable price. Sixteen pound, uh, two pound, about eighteen quid. Yeah, off eBay. I wanted to play that for a very long time. Been a fan of the Grandia series. Grandia Extreme, I guess, is the next one I need to get, and then I've got them all, but I don't fancy the prices on it. We got a US release. Yes, but it's like £60. Mm. It's like a Shin Megami Tensei first-person dungeon crawler thing. Looks good, but I I don't want to pay a lot for it. It's Mm. more a curiosity than anything. I've heard Grandia 3 is actually supposed to be quite good. It's like the other week when I was looking at a copy of Street Fighter... Yes, it was like Street Fighter 2. Like it's Street Fighter 2 for the Dreamcast. Dreamcast Street Fighter yeah. X or something. Uh, and it went for 100 quid in the end. Yeah. I don't want to pay 100 quid for another copy of Street Fighter, even if the Especially nice. if this is a copy of Street Fighter that you can actually probably use online now. I'm, well, I'm guessing there's some server set up you somewhere, right? You can always right? play Street Fighter online on another performance. But it's not on the Dreamcast, Tom. No, the cover's lovely, though. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, I got uh, Atelier Rorona, which is the first in the Arlen series for the PlayStation 3, which is quite reasonably priced. Just bought the third one that I can't remember the name of, off of Xavi, which is quite cheap at the moment. It's only £17. So I've heard that's one of the better ones as well, the Xavi one, but I just wanted to start off with Rorona, even though it's not supposed to be as good as the rest. Just because I wanted to get the whole narrative going through. I don't know if you need it, but yeah. I like JRPGs. I like buying them. So, And yeah, I got Heavenly Sword as well in Blockbuster, Danish Deal of the Week. Uh, they've got a selection of Xbox and PS3 games, which are now marked down in a similar fashion to the Wii and the DS games. So I think they're 59 kroner for one or two for 99 kroner. So I got Heavenly Sword and my girlfriend Gemma got Eternal Sonata because she likes Japanese role-playing games as well. Even though I've already got it, but it's okay. It's good. <laughs> now I have two. Mwah! And I'll buy the PS3 one as well, because there's extra characters. Oh, you do like your RPGs. I do, yeah. Nice haul. 
Yeah, good haul. Not too expensive it's un- either. Unbelievable that I never thought this week I'd, I'd be listing uh, this amount of games after last week. Yeah, but you, you, your fingers have been a twitch on eBay. I'd, I'd you write these things down. Firstly, I'll have say, you actually bought? I'm interested to note here. I don't think you've actually bought any of these from like a physical store, right? They've all been eBay or digital yeah, purchases. That's yeah. correct. eBay purchase to begin with. Then uh, it's a bit of a CDI thing. I saw a load of CDI games that I remember fondly uh, from the CDI, the CDI days. <laughs> CDI days. CDI days. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I saw them relatively cheap on eBay. And thought, well, I never had these. My uncle had them. And uh, I always associate CDI with, with these as Chaos Control, yeah. which was released from the Saturn as well, actually. It was a little bit... I'm trying to think of what it was. It's FMV yeah. uh, sequence as you're flying through shooting stuff. Okay. Basically, but you have control over your crosshairs and where you point. You. you so is shoot. it almost like one it's of the... Rails FMV shooter. Yeah, so like one of the Mega CD games then. Where yeah, it's all... but looks a lot nicer than <laughs> Mega CD. Really? Um, I don't know. Is it nicer than Night Trap? Is it nicer than Night... But the video quality in Mega CD is a little bit... Yeah. Yeah. Do we'll get a HD remake no. of Trap? <laughs> that would be great, actually, to yeah. take the Night Trap footage and make a HD version. Yeah. Probably doesn't exist, though. It's probably taped on better Macs. Yeah, probably. Uh, but Chaos Control, that was a fun game on the CDI. Uh, Alien Gate was a great side-scrolling shooter. Okay. I remember it being great. I've played a few side-scrolling shooters since my Alien Gate days. Yeah. So uh, but you let's know. see if it's as good as I remember yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anything else for CDI? Yes! Create your own caricature. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm just going to point out here before we started recording, uh, Tom took the mick out of uh, THQ's failed UV draw and went, haha, you draw. 7.99. Yeah, on Savvy. (laughs) And and now Tom's just like, oh, create your own caricature for the CDI. This was a game that fascinated me as a child, and I've never played it. I saw it in the back of CDI magazine and thought, ha, because the cover's got a spitting image puppet of Margaret Thatcher on the front. And the idea that you could make your own characters on the CDI... I say this to you in the nicest possible way. It's probably a clip art version of the Me Maker, if it's even that good. I imagine it would be able to extrude noses and uh, pull out ears. I hate to break this to you, Thomas. You have a wonderful thing called Photoshop that you can do those exact same things on for free as graphic design is your profession. Yep. <laughs> it's another Christmas seaman, I think, Tom. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. Well, we'll find out. Uh, seventh Guest, which was also a PC game, I think, and that was an FMV-based uh, puzzle game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that eBay, Banjo Pilot... Playing Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts recently. Was that uh, a DS game? Made me pick up the uh, Game Boy Advance game. Banjo oh, I knew Pilot, it was a portable title. Which I think started off as a Diddy Kong uh, game. I think it did, and then and then maybe Rare lost the license to do uh, Diddy and Donkey Kong, uh, so they released it I as Banjo. I don't know why they released it, it as Banjo. Was it around the time that they moved to Microsoft? I think so, and I think I'm it, pretty sure that's something had something to do with it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Because I know there's supposed to be another Diddy Kong game and everyone got very upset. Diddy Kong Racing not re-released on the DS, but that's because Nintendo probably still owned Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. 
um, Rare couldn't take their own new concept, which is the flying game, and put Diddy in it, I don't think. No, I don't think so. So either. they put Banjo in it instead. Yeah. Uh, might be good. I can't remember. <laughs> At the time, it would interest me because it's Banjo. But um, we'll see. It was yeah. quite cheap. Uh, body Blows for the uh, Amiga 500. This was a 2D beaten up, beat em up uh, one-on-one. Yeah. Um, made by Team 17. Famously made worms yeah. and many of the other games. Uh, yeah. Looks pretty good. Okay. I'm a, a collector of one on one fighting games, so this one. Uh, you are. I've noticed, me. though, that most of these games on the list so far, short of uh, Banjo Pilot, we've not actually got the console for here in our cabin. In no, I'll look very so much for when I return back to the UK and get to play these games for uh, over my summer holiday. Okay, yeah. Carry on. Uh, Melty Blood. Uh, yeah, I saw that on your list, and I'm very confused by that title. Yeah, Melty Blood. No, it's I'm... another one-on-one fighting game. Okay, I so... think it's an all-girl fighter, actually. All right. Okay. Uh, so similar vein to Arcana Hearts, then. That's that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it started off with a PC game. Actually, yeah. And then eventually got converted to PS2. I think there's a couple of games in the series. It's quite highly regarded as a good 2D fighter for the PS2. So. For PS2. Okay. Yeah, cool. I got that for a good price, about twelve quid. Oh, there uh, was a too bad. A Dijin fighter that someone recommended for you. Yeah, they, they look good that fighting game. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's getting a three DS release, right? Yeah, so excited a about that. S and K character artist. Uh, keep talking, I'll find what it was <laughs> and I'll give the guy a shout out. Uh, Clockwork Knight for Saturn. Pick Always that. wanted to play Always that. Always wanted to play it. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. We'll, we'll play Clockwork Knight at some point. And uh, <sighs> I picked, I downloaded SoCal of a Broken Destiny. Now I have previously owned this game. It was a PSP. Uh, so Calibur game based around uh, So Calibur 4 the uh, big draw of the game was that you could play as Kratos yeah. from God of War uh, and that was great the experience of playing as Kratos he fits in so well in the So Calibur uh, universe just like uh, Ezio does yeah. in uh, So Calibur 5 uh, it's just a shame the game was very light on options it had no arcade mode yeah, that kind of struck me as a bit off. Which is what you expect from a fighting game. You expect a series of fights you play through and you can complete the game. There, There's an option for a single fight. Right. And there's a kind of like an in-depth tutorial mode where you do several like challenges. Yeah. Act as tutorials. Oh, actually, uh, it's uh, Rocky 88 is the guy who recommended the Dijon game. And he actually recommended you Melty Blood as well. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. Um... Yata Garasu, I think is a fighting game, a PC game slash... Yata Garasu. Yeah, Yata Garasu, I, yeah. I think it's pronounced. But yeah, he also recommended you Melty Blood, so... Yeah, well, you didn't did even well. know it. Yeah, he knows you down to a T. Perfect. Um, thank you for that. And uh, that is everything, yeah. I think. Uh, so, Calibrock Destiny, I bring you, I've actually owned this game physically and sold it, because I didn't... Really? Why, why did you buy it again then? It was four pounds something. Oh, Tom. And it's a digital download. You're a sucker for the. Yeah, it's currently on offer on PlayStation Plus. I saw it. And I, thought, oh. I kind of, in a way, regret selling it because I was like, oh, you get to play as Kratos. Oh, that was quite fun. I, I wouldn't mind paying four pounds just to have the option of doing a few single fights as Kratos. Is it as bad as the Soul Calibur game on the Wii? No, it's, it's great. Because it is a fighter. The, the yeah. frustrating thing about the game. Is it's a really great portable version of Soul Calibur, and it could have been amazing if you just had more modes. That's the most frustrating thing about it. Oh, that's a shame though, because I mean, you're quite into your fighters, obviously, as people may have gleaned. Mm. 
And the fact that you so highly recommended the Dead or Alive Dimensions. Yeah. On the DS as well, on the 3DS. This sorry. could have been the Dead or Alive Dimension if you put a bit more yeah. effort into it. I'm quite tempted to pick up uh, Dead or Alive 5 for the Vita. Mm. I'll let you know how that plays if I do. I'll let you play it yourself. Yeah, good game, Dead or Alive 5. I... Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it's... playing it on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. If you kicking my ass at it. Yeah, um, I think that's... Yep, that's the that's the end. Yeah, I... Oh. Should we do that who's that Pokemon thing even though no one responded to it? I can't even remember what the Pokemon was. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, I do actually. Climactic, wasn't it? It was. That's the end. Yeah, exactly. We've got to finish on something. But we, we waffled on long enough. I hope you've enjoyed our ramblings for this evening and we'll leave you with another who's that Pokemon. Oh, before that, I'm going to try and do this for one more week. Tweet my next adventure on Twitter, TWMA as a hashtag. Fire Emblem, Lollipop Chainsaw, or if you really think it's good, convince me to play Assassin's Creed 3, because it's going to go to the bottom of the pile otherwise. But yeah, who's that Pokemon? Go on. Oh, Give us well, one. Hang on, I'm not ready yet. You can waffle on for a bit more if you okay, like. Okay, I'll waffle on for a bit more. Um, no, I'm yeah. ready now. No, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Okay, okay, who was it last week? I believe it was a certain evolution of a certain mouse type Pokemon. Oh, it was Raichu, everybody. It was Raichu, yeah. Uh, If you haven't guessed... Yeah. (laughs) This week, it's... Not playing. Okay, did you get that? I'll do give you that again. I actually knew that one without looking. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's short sweet. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, TMA Cast. It's bloody hard, isn't it, really? Yeah. It is. No, I reckon I recognise it because of uh, Lavender Town. There's a clue there for you. And that bit, because I kept dying on it as, when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, teammate cast, if you're not already. Um, like us on Facebook, forward slash Tom, I'm at Attack. We'll have a Tumblr posted up on one of those when I've actually finished it. And yeah, Music Boy Klaus, thanks a lot. Game mm. on. Cheerio. Cheerio, Bye-bye.